All right, welcome to the Casual Auteur Podcast. The casual podcast for casual movie lovers. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jackson. And this week we're going to be talking about Moonlight, which was actually requested to us by one of our loyal listeners, Will Gamble. So shout out to you, Will. Yeah, well, this one's for you. And if you want your favorite movie featured on the show like Will, join the discussion on Instagram at casual underscore auteur. You'll get to see what we're up to between episodes and have access to more reviews on our stories. We'll be reviewing content on your favorite streaming services in case you're looking for something new to watch. You can also shoot us an email at casualauteur.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so like Jacob said, we're going to talk about Moonlight this week. Um, This film came out in 2016 uh, and was produced by the studio A24, which is like hereditary, which is like we were talking about before. The studio kind of has no problem with um, making films that are not um, like what we're used to seeing, you know, yeah. they're not typical feature films, For sure. big budget feature films at the very least. Um, which is just again, important for a movie like this because of the style, um, and the substance that you get from the style of it. Um, the movie was directed by Barry Jenkins. Um, the cast includes Mahershala Ali, um, which he actually won a supporting actor award at the Academy Awards for his role in this movie. Um, Ashton Sanders, Alex Hibbert, Janelle Monet, um, and many, many more. I mean, if you look at IMBD, like there are seriously so many people in this movie. Um, you had to have three actors for like a couple of the characters because of the way that the, um, the film plays out in terms of timeline. You've got three timelines for some of these characters. So, um, a huge cast, um, it won 30-plus esteemed awards in 2016, including Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, um, the most important one, MTV's uh, Best Kiss of the Year, um, which if you've seen the movie, you got to agree with that, um, uh, and the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Indie Movie. Um, okay. So obviously, you know, this movie was important for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and I actually didn't... I hadn't seen it until just the other day, and it's yeah. four years later. Was this actually the... Like the biggest award winner in the last couple of years? I think, I think, I would have to assume. I, okay. I, I can tell you, I remember sitting there in 2016 watching the Academy Awards and like just over and over again, Moonlight, La La Land, <laughs> yeah. like every, yep, yep. every single thing that could have been nominated, um, La La Land or Moonlight yeah. was up there. That was the year that the, the controversy happened where La La Land won, but then the directors walk up there and they're like, wait, it's actually, it's actually Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah, yeah, that was something else. Yeah, kind of but, interesting. You know, I mean, good for this. I I think that this movie deserved it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later on. We want to give you guys a quick plot description. Um, so Moonlight intimately follows the struggles of being an outcasted young black male in kind of a dangerous part of Miami, Florida. Um, and like I said earlier, it follows an act structure. So like you get to see this character, um, the main character, Chiron, um, when he's a young boy and then when he's later on as a teenager and then as finally as an adult, um, we're introduced to little at the very beginning of the film, he's being bullied, um, which is actually a trend that follows him throughout almost the rest of the movie until the end. Um, so he's being chased by these bullies and he winds up finding um, safety in this like abandoned apartment building, um, which is where Mahershala Ali's character, Juan, winds up finding him and taking him to lunch. And they kind of start to kindle this relationship. Um, specifically, Juan kind of finds an interest in Little and Little won't talk to him. Um, and so 
their relationship kind of starts to kindle. um, And Juan winds up being kind of a sanction away from Chiron in his difficult home life and school life, you know, because he's bullied at school. But his mom also kind of goes on this downward spiral with drugs. Um, And so after you see some time with um, Little as a Young Boy and Mahershala kind of fathering him, you jump to his teenage years, and then ultimately you see the conclusion of the movie is his adult life. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what happened in the movie as far as plot goes. Um, I skimmed over everything with no spoilers, so I'd say at this point, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it, go see it. So yeah, now that you have an idea of what's going on, and I've completely stole the spotlight for the last five minutes, um, (laughs) why don't we dish it over to Jacob? I want to know what you thought about the first act of the movie. Let's chop it up like that. Let's go act by act, talk how it made us feel, what we noticed. So yeah, Chiron's young life, what'd you think? So like Jack said, this movie's split up into three different acts, um, each of them being titled based off of a name that he's given at this point in his life, but it's really more than that. It's kind of who he is as a person during that time. And oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It wow, also that flew right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it also like, it shows the, shows the title of the new act on the screen. And then it begins with what's happening during this portion of his life. And it starts, the first title is little. And, um, this is basically him as a child, a young child, maybe yeah. seven or eight, something like that. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but he's, He's ba- the first time we see him, he's being viciously bullied. I mean, he's being chased down the neighborhood. Yeah. And he runs past Mahershala Ali's character, Juan. And um, he's chased into this... I can't remember what Juan called it. Like a, He just called it a crack house. A crack house, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, he's chased into this crack house where he gets away from the bullies and where Juan finds him. And like you said, this is where their relationship starts to bud. Yeah. And he takes him to a um, diner... And at the diner is kind of where you get to learn about who Little is as a person. And um, it's kind of tragic to see because he won't he won't say anything. He's being given food and all these things and he just he has nothing to say. And I think that this portion of his life is um, confusing for him because he doesn't know much about himself being such a young kid. And he's had, he hasn't had the time. He shouldn't know much about himself. He should be, Absolutely. he should be free and he should be doing like fun things that kids do outside yeah. playing. And even when it shows him playing with other kids at this time, it's not really him playing. It's him being bullied. Like For sure. They're, they're playing a game where they tackle a person with the ball and he, you know, they're trying to give him the ball so they can tackle him and, and yeah. basically beat him up. Which is like a really unfortunate circumstance um, and I, I feel like that mostly happens to kids that have to deal with like adult things mm-hmm. whenever they're very young, yeah. um, which he does, you know, his mom's a crackhead. Yeah. Like, um, he comes from an Im- impoverished, super impoverished area. His yeah. mom is on drugs. Everybody around him is involved in that lifestyle somehow. We're trying to stay away from it and it's hard. Um, but the thing that is most interesting is that his he has this part of himself that he doesn't yet understand, yeah. but everybody else seems to understand around him and is that it, it, he's a homosexual. Right. Which he doesn't even, he's not even sure what that means. And there's a scene where he asks Juan, he's, what does this mean? And I Juan, love that yeah, scene. that scene is, I it's one of the best scene. scenes in the movie. And Juan is like, you don't have to know. Yeah. You don't have to know yet. Like you, you shouldn't, 
you shouldn't have to know yet. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see how the society that surrounds him has already grouped him into a certain thing he's before already, he even understands what he is. Yeah, he's already, like, got those labels associated with mm-hmm. him before he's, like, self-actualized. Yeah. And that, that – what you said brings me to, like, one of my favorite, like, emotional resonances with this film, which was fatherhood. And that little forms this kind of, like, father – really, in my opinion, like <sighs> – I, I, I don't want to say healthy, but, like, it's just, like, Juan winds up being a father figure to him, and it's, like, young boys need the kind of emotional, like, security and, like, vulnerability that Juan is offering to mm-hmm. Little. Yeah. Like, Little is asking him, like, what are these names that these kids are calling me? Right. Um, which, like, if you've ever been to a middle school playground, like, you obviously know what these words are. And so... <laughs> yeah. um but I mean, they're a little bit younger than middle school. But oh, either yeah. way, I dig, like point aside, like you know, he he's asking Mahershala's character like about all these things he's feeling and things he's being called and categorized as, and like he's just like, look, man, like it's love, like you love who you love, like mm-hmm. you care, but you know, like that is so important for young boys to like hear that yeah. and like for them to like acknowledge their feelings and like you know be vulnerable with their feelings and like you notice that that carries on throughout the rest of his life. I love, you can, you can see one of my favorite parts about this film is you can see little like becoming the things that, um, uh, one like kind of modeled for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those is like complete emotional, like vulnerability. Like later on in the film, you see him with one of his, friends that he grows up with sitting on the beach and um the other one's kind of putting up a f- the other character's kind of putting up a front I, what's his is his name joe who the other character no, it's kev. kev kev yeah we're really joe. bad with- <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of finding that we're really bad with names first <laughs> yeah. ethan now joe, joe yeah. we should start a running list of all the names that yeah. we fuck up on this show <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow um so yeah, he's sitting there with Kev and Kev is like kind of putting up a front and he's like acting kind of tough and like hard to kind of like, um, like I was going to say penetrate. <laughs> but Don't say that. <laughs> within the context of the yeah. scene, that's not very good. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. And you know, uh, little is totally, Chiron is totally comfortable with his feelings in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before, before that, I think that. I, before we get to the second act, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say that I think that the first act has the strongest ending of all the acts in that it ends with him with um, Juan's character on in the water. And it's almost like a, a baptism. Yeah. And it's him... I don't know if necessarily what it's trying to represent. If it's trying to represent him with his, like, baptizing him into himself where he's, he's understanding who he is and what right. he wants to follow. Or if it's him just accepting Juan, I think there's a lot of meanings that you can get out of that yeah. scene, and I think it just depends who you are, for or sure, where you come from. And it was so well done, and it was so beautiful, and mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because, yeah, like, I think it is my favorite. Scene. The the beach and the I mean the camera work in this movie is so distinct. Like, yeah. there's this 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 really is going to start showing my like intelligence level when it comes to like film because I I I really mean this. I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to technicalities, but like. For most of the movie, like, the way the camera focuses on, like, every 
like shot in subject like there was like there's like a blur around everything other than the subject which i thought was like i haven't seen every movie in the world but like that really stuck out to me like mm-hmm. i feel like i would normally notice that yeah, i wouldn't it, even know how to describe the effect of it but like it was totally not normal i think it, it just focuses on what's most important in the yeah shot. but like it, it was so strange everything i i I'd love to point it out to you if we see this again, because it was, you know, it was very unique. And Mm -hmm. I love everything about the aesthetic of this movie. It's a beautiful movie. This is one of those movies that you derive the substance from this movie, in my opinion, um, from the style of it, from the imagery, from the aesthetic. Um, And it was just, it was so well done. Um, And just to your point about how the first act, you know, wraps up, you kind of you kind of realize at this point, um, just like Juan sticks out for himself and he's extremely individual. Um, and he's kind of this role model for little, he's like baptizing him into this idea of like, you're, you're looking out for yourself, boy. Mm -hmm. Like you are going to be an individual. Um, he says at some point you got to decide who you're going to be and don't let nobody decide that for you. Um, which like, you you just see this plants the seed for where you're going to see this character go, which like I just I just loved this scene. Yeah, that's interesting. That quote, um, it's interesting because I think as we move into Act Two, which I guess we can go ahead and yeah, talk about, it. it seems like he's he doesn't know who he's going to be still. Yeah, but it also seems like he wants to be somebody. Yeah, but he's still being viciously bullied. Well, he's just torn down by everyone. His mom yeah. is extremely manipulative. Yeah. He goes and, to school every day. And, and the second act is when his mom really becomes manipulative, and you see her, you know, beg him for money, or not just mm-hmm. beg him, but rip the money away. Yeah, from she him. demands it. From she him. demands it from him, and you you can tell that she has a. It's it's gotten to a very serious level at this mm-hmm. point. A serious level where he needs to get away from that situation. Yeah. And he's going through that, and at school he has this bully who's constantly picking on him. And the only... This is probably the hardest act of the movie to watch, for sure. Because, you know, he's a teenager, and I think that bullying is something that can resonate with a lot of people, whether you're black, white, straight, mm-hmm. homosexual. You know, it, it resonates with you. And um, I think that the only part of this whole act that he finds relief or you know just a moment to breathe is when he's on the beach with kev Mm -hmm. and he finally i think that's the moment where he realizes who he is yeah and then after that um you see him in the cafeteria with kev and you he's in a better mood than he's been and it's almost like they complete each other for sure and there's a there's a scene uh something that i read online in that scene in the cafeteria after the the beach scene um kev is wearing a I can't remember if it's he's wearing a blue shirt with white stripes or a white shirt with blue stripes, but then it show it, it cuts to Chiron and he's wearing the opposite, like a white shirt oh, with blue yeah. stripes like they complete. I totally other. didn't notice that. Yeah, it, I didn't notice it either. I just yeah. something that I read. I love stuff like that though. Yeah. Little kind of like Easter eggs almost. Yeah, like tidbits of just, you know, like you're the imagery is setting up like what we're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and like what happens after that scene is so like I like to th- so Essentially what happens is um, these bullies that are picking on Chiron for, like, most of this act, um, it kind of, like, climaxes when um, after this, after Kev and Chiron have, like, a romantic experience on the uh, on the beach. Um, and th- this is also kind of a moment, like I said, where, like, we realize that Kev is, like, similar in how he loves. Yeah, I want to say because that 
earlier in the movie, he's talking about not being. Right. Like, he, he, he's, he puts on a front the entire mm-hmm. time, and he's believable in the sense that he's not. Yeah. But then as he sits down at the beach, you start to realize. Yeah, for sure. Um, and their chemistry, like, it's, it's just insane. The chemistry before, between the, the child, the teenage actors, and then the adult actors later yeah. on. But, um, you know, so in this scene, back to, I guess, what, I don't even know where I left off. This bully has been uh-huh. messing with Chiron like like really badly, and I think the the hardest part of this act to watch is the fact that the bully approaches Kev after this romantic encounter and basically just tells him to kick Chiron's ass, mm-hmm. and he does in front of everyone. Yeah, um, and I would like to think that I would have reacted the way that Chiron did. Chiron literally just turns his cheek back and like gives him this look that's like. I'm well, heart. He, I'm heartbroken, but keep hitting me. Well, you know? he gets up and he he keeps getting up, and and For Kev sure. is, and you know, it's a classic. It's kind of a classic movie trope. You keep getting up, and yeah, he Kev is like, stay down. You know, I don't like. Yeah, he doesn't want to do this, obviously, because he has feelings for Chiron. But um, I think that was his breaking point, and you see that because it cuts to him at home, and he's looking in the mirror and, and this was a different shot than the rest of the movie the entire background was kind of hazy and yeah, shaking like, i loved it too. it was you could feel his anger and his just his humiliation his humiliation yeah. and he he dunks his head in the ice water mm-hmm. which is kind of a poignant scene and he heads back to school and that's when he attacks the bully that With the chair caused the yeah, shit out of him that caused yeah. him to break down which is what sends him to prison or it, juvie juvie mm-hmm. i'm sorry but I it mean, sends him to juvie in a different state georgia yeah. i think which is like in a way a new start for this character yeah. but um you know that's like i said like i'd like to think that i would react the way chiron did but like i know i would be so to like live my life and be an outcast the way he's outcasted mm-hmm. um you know i think that I would not have been able to keep it together. Like, yeah. I mean, he was just so strong in that moment. Yeah. And like, I, well, I just think that the worst part was that not only was he viciously bullied, he had, he had finally found somebody to relate to. Yeah. In Kev, and then immediately it gets taken away from yeah. him. And, when Kev beats and him up. at this point too, we, we find out that Mahershala Ali's character died in some mysterious way that we don't, it's not even addressed really. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I, there are things about this movie that I wouldn't like in another movie. I would be like, that needs to be answered. But, like, I think that it works in this movie. They re- they really did kind of just, like, gloss over the death of my favorite character. And I kind of just accepted it. It it kind of worked for me. I would have maybe liked a little bit of, like... I definitely would have liked to see, yeah. like, have seen something. We did see Teresa, Juan's yeah. wife, after or girlfriend. Yeah, remember. something love interest. Love interest. They were and, living together. And she she mentions it too and but it's never really you don't know anything yeah. about it. And I would have liked to see I think that could have been a really powerful moment in the movie, yeah. but maybe we had seen enough of tra- enough tragedy. Well, that and I mean maybe he served the purpose he needed to serve. I mean, one thing that I wanted to discuss in this movie too, which before we hop into the next act, we got to talk about how this setting is established in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first two acts we're in some part of Florida. And it, it, it winds up being a, a like district of Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I had no freaking clue where this movie took place until I saw a cop car that said Miami. Yeah. I mean, like either I wasn't paying attention or like I just like I just didn't know. Yeah. And 
what I did really noticed was this dialect that everyone used. Like I watched the movie on subtitles, so I was reading it and I was like, are they in Alabama? Like what is like, (laughs) um, and it winds up being Miami, Florida, of course. Um, what is it? Liberty city. Um, and that is one is something I love in film so much. Like, even though I, it personally like went over my head where the setting was, um, I'm, that's on me, you know, but like, I love when a film, like just kind of like you are immersed in the setting based on like the way the images and the language establish that for you. Yeah. You know, I think they, cause they never directly tell you Miami until later in the movie. Right. And the, the moment I picked it up is when Juan is talking to him on the beach in act one. And he mm-hmm. says that he's, he was from Cuba. Yeah. And that's when I was like palm trees, beach, you know, this for has sure. to be Florida somewhere. Yeah. I didn't know Miami, but I figured yeah. Florida. Like geographically them being close yeah. enough together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could totally see that. You're just smarter than me, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, we just gotta be real here. I don't know about that. Um, but you know, the, the other thing is that I, I know that the reason I, another reason I couldn't really piece together what this place was is just because of how different this guy's setting and life are to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, the, the way these people interact with each other and the reason why characters make decisions in these movies is because their lives are based on credibility. Kev can't let these bullies know that he's vulnerable mm-hmm. or that he has some kind of roman- like romantic connection to Another little. Man, and so yeah. hence, therefore beats the shit out of him in front of everyone. Yeah. You know, I mean like that's not something that I had to experience growing right. up, you know, like this school that little attends has these metal gates everywhere. Um, and you can tell that there are preventative measures for like violence and all kinds of stuff in the school. And like, I didn't have to deal with that, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so, um, you know, that's just another point to the fact that like this movie was very like the, the way that I would emotionally relate to this kind of movie is going to be totally different than the way that other people do. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting you said something about credibility cause I definitely want to bring that up when we talk yeah. about the third act. So I guess we can just yeah, we we got can jump right now. into the, the third act, which is basically little Chiron. Uh, they're both the names he's gone by so far, but now he goes by Black, and he's a grown he's a grown man now. God, I didn't know that either. I really did not pay attention to it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did watch this movie the other night. Like, I got through a bottle of wine during the movie, so like, <laughs> it could be the case. Yeah. <laughs> Some things I don't remember. Well, they also he goes by Black because earlier in Act 2, Kev refers to him as Black. He says, I'm going to call you black. Oh, I see. And uh, color is something that's very important in this movie. And we'll we'll have a whole talk about that at the end. But basically, Act 3 is him as an adult. And it starts off with him dunking his head in ice water. And so I think that that's representative of him still being in that same mental state as when he dunked his head in the ice water the first time. They still pissed off. He's still... he's, He's changed from being this vulnerable little... I mean his name was little his name was little this mm-hmm. scrawny guy and now you can see he's this big he's fit he's fit he's, he's everything he's basically everything that juan was yeah he's extremely charming he rocks the same style that juan did um got, and you know he's he, got uh and he's doing the same thing juan was doing as well he yeah. you find out then in atlanta he's kind of started his own little um his drug gig he's selling drugs just kind of like juan was um mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, that's another thing that I love about this movie is like, I don't know if like there were implied undertones here or something like that, but like he literally becomes one. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say about credibility is that 
you said that this whole his whole environment is based on credibility, street cred, or however you want to say it. He um, he finds his credibility through the same way that Juan found it, which was being the top of a a drug empire. Right. Almost. I don't know how big his operation is. For sure, you but... can't really tell. <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter because yeah. I think like the point they're trying to make is that like this is what he became. Yeah, and I think that it's really interesting as we see what happens at the end is that he kind of sheds that whole mentality of that. Yeah. I don't need to be this, this big, strong, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't need this credibility anymore. Right. You know, when I found something more real or something better. And that's kind of where we're moving to is that he gets a call from Kev, Kev. and which kind of flips his whole life upside down. Cause he hasn't talked to him since the fight back in act two when he was a teenager and he's totally moved away. He's in Georgia now. Um, and so he goes after after this phone call, he's you can see that he's visibly sh- taken back by it, and yeah. that he doesn't really know what to do. But we see him go visit his mom, and his mom is in. It doesn't really ever say where she is, but it's it's a rehab facility. Okay, yeah, which is I it's heavily implied that's that what it's I was a rehab say, facility. Yeah. But also, if you're a casual movie viewer like Jackson here, <laughs> um, I happen to notice that on her name tag it said rehab facility. Okay. So that really solidified where they were at because so, wait, it was wait, wait. ambiguous. So you're telling me you couldn't remember his names throughout the movie, but you can remember the tiny detail on the I name I don't remember tag. people's names. Like, it, it, starting jobs are so hard for me because I walk in and I'm like, hi, I'm Jackson Hunt. You know, make my <laughs> yeah. rounds. And everyone's like, I'm this, I'm this. You're yeah. that. You're a bitch. And I'm like, I know. And... <laughs> Um, then like I come back the next day and when I'm walking in, like I have a panic attack and I'm yeah. like, I don't remember a single person's name. The, you just got to say, remind me of your name again. That's the, I don't even do it like that. I'm just like, who are you? Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's probably not good. <laughs> you know me. I need to know you. <laughs> okay. So, playing. um, he goes to visit his mom and you can see that his mom has, is in the process of recovering. We don't really know how far along she is or it seems like she's doing well and she's, she's out of the program now and she's just started working at the rehab facility. Yeah. And, um, this is kind of where we get that reconciliation from her. Yeah. Where she, she basically breaks down. He's, he's kind of rejecting all of her emotions at first. Yeah. Like she's breaking down and saying, I'm so sorry. You know, you don't deserve to forgive me. Mm -hmm. I, I've done so much to you. I've given you the worst life. And he, he starts, he's going to get up and walk away. Like he doesn't want to deal with this, but then he sits back down and he, gives in finally to yeah. this and i feel like this is the first uh, the start of the turning point for him yeah is he's he's forgiven his mother which is a huge step in his life obviously yeah because she's like just been such a source of just like negativity and not even in negativity but like like chaos for him mm-hmm. like he can't he literally like basically lives with this Teresa woman um and like his mother is entirely jealous of that relationship because it's the relationship that she knows that she could have with her son if she could like mm-hmm. you know kick this addiction that she's facing mm-hmm. um you know that it's emotionally impacting her but like also in the face of the mental illness that addiction is like she just can't you know yeah um and so it's it's a really powerful scene because he's like opening up to this person that pretty much wrecked his life and like running away worked for little like he got to start over mm-hmm. you know like so had to have to come back to that like environment yeah. where his like life was not really destroyed but just like that ended like that part of his life ended and he left mm-hmm. to go back and reconcile that it's a it's a powerful scene 
and it sets the tone for what's going to happen for the rest of the film. Yeah, which is he after he forgives his mother, he leaves, and we see him driving, and he winds up at Kev's restaurant that he owns now, and we find out that Kev had had problem with violence or drugs. Yeah. We don't know, but he he was in prison and he came out and he's basically ch- turned his life around and he's he's a chef at this restaurant now. Yeah. He's got a little a little boy too. Yeah, I think. he has a a child with a with a woman that they're no longer together. Yeah, they they're just separated, but they agreed. To you know, they disagree. work out. They work it out for the the child. But he shows up to this restaurant, and Kev's kind of taken back by it, in a good way. Yeah, and they kind of rekindle their. It's so I okay. I have to admit. I really liked the way the last 30 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. went. Yeah. I don't know if this is how it affected other people, but I it was so tense. Like, there is just this, like, charming nature of Chiron. He's kind of, like... The actor just did so well. Like, I have no idea what the director or the actors were trying to invoke, but yeah. I was so conflicted like i just felt this inner like tension i was like it's like this sexual tension they have on the screen like you're just like oh what are they gonna what's gonna happen like are they gonna end up together are they gonna like oh what's going on well i think a a lot of that is done based on the shot because it's almost one take the entire it's restaurant sequence it it shows him sitting down and they move seats a couple times and kev is constantly getting up from this conversation and going to help other people at the restaurant because he's he's working at the time but he's coming back to the conversation, and I think as the conversation progresses, Chiron, or he as he goes by Black now, he he's opening up more and more as Kevin comes back to the table to talk yeah. more, and finally it it leads up to them going back to Kevin's place, which poetically is just right next to the water, the water yeah. where they kind of had their <laughs> where they had the baptism, yeah, you know, in it's their like, first moment. Yeah, there's just I this is one of those things where I have to kind of like concede my own level of like interpretation or analysis and just say like I have really no idea why the beach you know like you've got all these implications from like the beach the baptisms the water the water in the sink and stuff Mm -hmm. I mean like there's there's there could be so much that they're trying to convey there and like it just I I don't know what that was I think but you notice it for sure for me I think it means that it's just a peaceful place for him. Yeah. Like he's got, like you said, chaos all around him. Yeah. Bullying, his drug addicted mother, mm-hmm. you know, violence all around him. No father figure. Either. No father Until, figure. Until, you and know. And where does he find him? He finds the father figure who shows him the beach and how to swim. And yeah. The water is, I mean, everybody knows that sounds of waves crashing is a relaxing sound. You know? For some it's people. It's just a, you don't think it's relaxing? No, that I'm. I mean, when I'm on the beach, I'm like it's like an active war zone. You know? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I feel that. Yeah, I, I will say I don't understand beach vacationers. I just want to put that really? out there. I don't. I don't want to go to the beach on vacation. Like one day is totally fine, but like a week. That's an. That's kind of a hot take. Like man. we gotta like go do stuff. You know. Oh like, yeah, I hundred percent. I can't spend every day just sitting on the beach. I know. Like, like I could when I was a kid because I'd play in the water and that yeah. was fun. But I mean, I still play in the water. but yeah i didn't know what you're saying yeah i don't know i'm I'm like a doer like i being passive is really hard for me like i'm yeah like sitting here talking to you is like making me freak out damn (laughs) (laughs) no but (laughs) you know this is my favorite thing to do (laughs) okay so basically they go back to back to the movie basically they go back to kevin's apartment and finally 
Chiron is, and I can't remember the dialogue exactly, but basically Chiron finally opens up back to him yeah. and he tells him that he's never been with anybody else besides yeah. Kev that one night Which on the beach. Which is so hard to believe because he's mm-hmm. just this like big attractive man, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, he is. He's a fit, he's a fit dude. Yeah, he is. He's a fit dude. <laughs> but. Well, we're like gawking on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, and that's, that's the last bit of dialogue because Kevin just smiles and then it shows them embracing and that's it that's yeah. that's the end of the movie and you can hear the waves crashing in the background and uh, it's poetic yeah it is a poetic ending yeah so um you know i i i can't really speak to how the end made me feel because like you know the 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 what i was experiencing so much throughout the build-up of like the final sequence was all of this tension um, and then like it kind it doesn't necessarily end abruptly, but like you just see Chiron, like you said, open up and then there's a shot of like Chiron kind of like nuzzling up into the side of Kev and then boom, movie's over, yeah. you know? So like, um, that w- when the movie actually ended, I wasn't disappointed. It's just that the climax didn't work for me the way that I think it would with like so many other people. Yeah. Um, I, I can see what you're saying. I think that the only thing I would have changed would be to maybe have it end with both of them on the beach, but I guess that might have been a little bit too on the nose. Oh, the poetic way. I see. <laughs> way, have it end the way that the relationship began. Yeah. I see. Okay, now you make it sound stupid. <laughs> no. Okay, so I guess we can just jump into our final review, so I guess if you want to go first. Yeah, so I mean, I think that my favorite part of this film, like just as a whole, is the perspective that it gave me. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of emotional, like, resonance and, like, eye-opening things in film. Like, it's fiction, you know, but, like, to me, this seems like the life that people have had to, like, certainly have had to live. Live, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so I love a movie that, like, just kind of, like, opens my eyes to, like, things that I don't have to deal with and will never have to deal with, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's a, that's a huge plus for me, uh, when it comes to a movie that like will always affect how I'm willing to like give some sort of like arbitrary number associated with how I feel with it. Um, the cinematography in this movie was mind blowing. Um, the colors are beautiful. Like the city that like where they are, the setting like is one of those movies where it's a character in the film, the dialect, the the way it was filmed. It's a character of this movie, and I always love that. Um, each shot of this movie tells a story. Um, again, that's huge points for me. Um, as far as the plot goes, I do love the story told, just like I said. Like, anything that kind of, like, helps me step out of my own, like, biases and my own shoes a little bit is something I'm always going to, like, gravitate towards. Um, every performance in this movie was award-worthy, especially Mahershala, man. I just love... I love him. Um, the plot's not too in your face. It's not something like, you know, like you're not getting smacked in the face with like, this is exactly what is going on. And this is exactly how I want you to feel like, like a Tarantino movie would like, he like jockeys the audience. You know what I mean? Like this was totally just like a movie that's like, here's this story. This is what it looks like. You do what you want with it. And that's how, and, you know, that's how it made me feel. Um, you don't really like have to rally behind the protagonist. You kind of just like watch his life. Um, like I think that most people would end up rooting for him. I was rooting for him, but like, it's not one of those movies where he's like 
on a, on this like glorified pedestal that we're supposed to just be like, you got this Chiron, you know, like, it's like, it's, it's tragic. Like the, one of the choices he makes is debatably tragic given he goes to school the next day and retaliates violence with violence. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't say I would have done that because I was a sissy. Like if I would never go back to school and hit a kid over the head with a chair, because like, I would have been afraid of like what would have happened to me, you know? And like, I would have been so embarrassed and like humiliated, um, after getting hurt by someone that like, I had finally emotionally connected with. So like, you know, I, I love that scene. It, you know, it made me think, and I love that about a movie. Um, and I've got to say all of that in mind, the, the conclusion, um, the way the conclusion didn't really like necessarily land with me the way that it probably would other people. Uh, I'm going to give this one probably 4.25 chef specials out of five. <laughs> very good very good <laughs> that's pretty funny um so i think that this movie was really interesting to me because it wasn't necessarily like i was watching a movie it was more like i was looking through a window into somebody's life um and it's not often that you find movies that can do that that was poetic thank you i i really worked on that <laughs> Um, also things I loved about the movie. I loved the cinematography. I thought that it was subtle, but beautiful. Uh, I thought that if it had been pretentious, it would have taken away a lot of this movie. But I think that, um, certain shots are really well done and they're, they're beautiful, but they're not, you know, you, you don't look at it and you go, wow, they, you know, the director obviously wanted to do something new and flashy here, you know, yeah. something pretty, but subtle. Um, the color throughout the movie is remarkable. Uh, there's a quote actually that Mahershala Ali gives and he's talking about this older woman who lives on, lives, lives in Cuba. And when he was a boy, he would run around at night and she would say running around, catching a lot of light in the moonlight, black boys look blue, you blue. That's what I'm going to call you blue. And then they're able to take that quote and apply it to the, the lighting of the movie. And yeah. there's scenes where like in the diner, Kev and um, black are sitting there and the light shines through and it's a blue light reflecting over them kind of when they found each other, they've come together. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is a really important message that there's, there's a lot of other colors beneath your color. You're not defined by your color. There's other colors that you can be associated to. Yeah. Um, like the blue and the moonlight. I also love the theme of the water, the baptism in the water. I love how each act is separated by water kind of it like it transitions through the baptism and then when he dunks his head in the ice and then at the end he ends next to the water um i love that uh and also this this movie just gives a really important message i think um i can definitely understand why it was awarded best picture yeah um i knew that it was going to win oh, it. La La Land. really uh <laughs> <laughs> no i i agree That's yeah just, Back to that, man, that year was just insane. It was, like, yeah. It literally, Moonlight or La La Land. Yeah. One of the two. And La La Land might be more enjoyable to watch. More entertaining. More entertaining, yeah. and you can go back and watch it, and it's fun sure. again. But this is something that, you know, needed to be made, and I yeah. think it was extremely important, especially in the time it came out. Um, and there are certain things that I didn't necessarily enjoy about the movie, yeah. and a lot of it stems from the fact that I just can't relate to certain aspects of it. Like I've never had to go through anything like this. So uh, some of the emotional things didn't really resonate with me, but I don't think that that should take away from my score just because I didn't relate to the movie. Right. I still think that this was a very important movie and a movie that everybody should see. Um, 
it's not a movie that I can go back and watch or necessarily want to go back and watch, mm-hmm. but it's something that I'm glad that I have watched, yeah. you know? And so because of that, I'm just going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Wow. Yeah. That's a good score. That's right. That's a good score. That yep. is, we're inching closer and closer to 5. Yeah, we're going to get to a 5 out of yeah, 5, okay? we will. We've got a couple in mind. Yeah, there are a couple in mind. This one is close to a 5. Um, you got to be honest, though, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Just, I can't... I think a lot of people would have given this one close to five. And it, maybe it is a five out of five. I just, this is my review, so yeah, I'm... That was a good review. I can't go back and watch it, so I'm going to give it a yeah, you're, five out of five. I think that you're you're very fair with your review. So Th- Thank you. Yeah, you know, this is what we do. We just have each other. <laughs> We're good friends. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up with some questions for y'all. Um... I want to know what you guys thought about Moonlight. What'd you like about it? What did you dislike? How did it make you feel? Um, is this as eye-opening for you as maybe it was for me or Jacob? Um, but also, what's been your favorite Best Picture winner of the last couple of years? Um, the The Oscars have definitely, since I've been paying attention, which was like right around 2015 to now, mm-hmm. have definitely been a topic of debate for many people. Um, just kind of like, the way the Academy selects movies. Um, and so I want to know if you were like super keen on all of the movies that have been nominated or Mm -hmm. won these last few years, let me know on Instagram. Um, let me know on our email, um, casual dot podcast at gmail.com. And then our Instagram handle is, um, at casual underscore auteur. Um, hit us up in our DMS, um, comment on our posts. Let us know your answers to these questions. We really want to know because it kind of, like helps us shape how we're going to do the show from here on out, Mm -hmm. you know, based on what you guys are wanting and saying. So that, and I just, you know, I love to talk to people. Like it's so fun to like get on my Instagram and see people hitting me up, like telling me how they feel about like the things we talk about. Replying to our Instagram. So cool. It's so much fun. So yeah, hit us up. Um, Yeah. We hope you like the show and uh, happy Wednesday, folks. Stay safe out there. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.